Mansfield 103.2 Sport with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com It's the start of your sporting weekend. This is Sports Talk. Good evening and welcome to our weekly look at local sport with me, Jason Harrison, and Tim Morris. Tonight it's a non-league special as we focus on our area sides lower down the football pyramid. We'll take a look at their season so far and what their dreams and aspirations are as we come towards the halfway point of their campaigns. Clipston boss Jazz Colliver, for example, is delighted with how his team's adapted in their first season at their highest ever level. We've trained hard, you can see in the performances we've got some really good players, we've got a togetherness. So, yeah, um, if you'd have said at the start of the season, would you have 35 points in the bag? Come start of December, would have, would have uh, snatched your hands off. So, yeah, so far, so good. We'll also hear from the management teams at Teversal, Pinkston and South Normanton. Also, a studio full of people given the task of taking some of our other local teams to glory. Over the next 90 minutes, then, we'll have our full attention on all things non-league, as well as our usual features, including the Sports Talk predictor, Morris's Minute Moan and the Mansell Town Weekly Prize draw. All that and more between now and 7, then, on the home of local sport, Mansell 103.2. And we're underway. Good evening and welcome to Sports Talk here on the home of local sports and uh, we're here for the next 90 minutes it is a non-league special and uh, Studio One is so packed at the moment we'll go through all the team uh, very shortly that are alongside us that we've had to thrust uh, Tim Morris into Studio Two are you there Tim can we hear you? Hello (laughs) Where are you? Is there anybody there? (laughs) Good week Tim Fantastic thanks Jason Yeah Yeah, busy busy old week Uh, but no stags tomorrow that's going to be a strange one isn't it? Well, it happens. usually happens around this time of year, the second round or postponements or whatever, so, you know, it's nice to have a chance to do a bit of Christmas shopping, if I'm honest. <laughs> Is that what you're going to be doing tomorrow, Christmas shopping? Well, uh, probably not now, looking at the weather forecast you're going to be <laughs> uh, listening to in half an hour's time. <laughs> Perfect, and um, we'll find out more about that with Tim very shortly, but we'll go through who we've got in Studio One very shortly, but it has been another busy old day in the world of sport. Let's been find out what's been going on with James Brandon. Mansfield Town midfielder Jamie Maguire says the squad has all the right ingredients for success this season. The Stags are without a game this weekend, but resume next Saturday at home to Leighton Orient, who are 7th in League 2. And Maguire says they'll do well if they keep doing what they've done so far. We're all focused on what we want to do. We're all focused on what the gaffer wants us to do. And we've got to keep training hard. I think that's a major thing. We'll keep training hard, keep focused what we're doing, take it into games on Tuesdays and Saturdays. In cricket and Warsaw's Jake Ball hit the winning runs for the England Lions in their final warm-up T20 match against the United Arab Emirates 11 earlier. The Nottinghamshire bowlers' boundary on the last ball earned them a tense two-wicket victory. England had been set a target of 100 133 to win, but had made hard work getting there. Up next is their five-match series with Pakistan A starting Monday. In ice hockey, the Nottingham Panthers tonight play the first of their two elite league games at Belfast Giants this weekend. And defenceman Kyle Hardy says he's beginning to settle in at the club after signing a couple of weeks ago. He told Panthers TV's Checking It Out program that it always takes a while to get used to new surroundings. Once you play with guys for a couple of practices, a couple of weeks, you start to know where they are and what guys are doing and where they're going to be. So that's coming more and more every day. You know, I feel more and more comfortable with my defense partner, with, with the Lions, with the forwards. 
I know where people are going. So hockey's still hockey, and, and we're doing what we love. So it's just about uh, building on it every day, and it'll get easier. Arsenal have the chance to go top of the Premier League tomorrow, but according to Gunners manager Arsene Wenger, he says it's possible Santi Cazorla could be out with a knee injury until March. The Spanish midfielder will see a specialist. They will also be without Alexis Sanchez for the home game against Sunderland. Even though the forward had a niggle, Wenger says he was fine to play in their previous match. Nobody suggests that he could have uh, displaced his hamstring or his back when he was pushed into the cameras on the side of the field. The match didn't shock anybody. I'm not expert enough to know, but if uh, you want to blame me, I have no problem with it. And in rugby, Rupert Cooper is the only addition to Nottingham's starting lineup for their championship game at home to Yorkshire Carnegie later. He comes in as part of a reshuffle to the back row following an injury to Rob Langley. Kickoff at Lady Bay is at 7.45. That's your Mansfield 103.2 Sports Update. I'm James Brandon. There's local news at the top of the hour. Thanks to James there. Yes, we do have news at uh, six o'clock. Let's go through our, our lineup here in the studio, shall we? Because we've got a packed studio. Uh, I'll go from left to right uh, for, as I'm looking at it, because I'm left-handed, so that's the easiest way for me. First of all, Andy Saunders, chairman of AFC Mansfield. Good evening, Andy. Good evening, Jason. How's, how's your season been going so far? I mean, you're up there, there and abouts at the moment, but it's a, a tough NCL Division 1, isn't it, this season? Uh, it is a tough uh, NCL Division 1. That's, that, that's what we expect, you know. Um, our target, you know, was sort of to possibly get to 50 points you know by halfway of the season we're not far off as I say it's going going, going really, really 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 well at the moment yeah, and uh, overall, recent form been decent? Um, well, a slight dip in form just recently. You know, we've sort of lost a few cup games, you know. Um, so we need to step it up a little bit, you know. But as I say, you know, to take sort of 45 points from 19 games, we'd have taken that start of the season. Right, and you took over the reins fully with, with Steve leaving. How's things going behind the scenes for you at the moment? Very good. You know, sponsorship, sponsorship, sponsorship of the club's been good. You know, we've got uh, lots and lots of volunteers. You know, that's the big thing about non-league football, you know, mm. volunteers. Um, so... So, yeah, everything's looking rosy in the garden. I suppose the the thing is to keep interest going, isn't it? When you first start the club, you get a lot of interest, but then a couple of seasons down the line, is that when it starts to get a little bit difficult? Because, you know, people probably start thinking it's the same old. You've got to keep people interested. Well, that's right. You know, uh, as I say, as a fledgling club, a new club, it's it's a case of getting those volunteers. And uh, over the last three three to four years, we've built on that and we've now got a sort of a good sort of uh, group of sort of people who are there to actually support the football club. Excellent. We'll talk more about AFC Mansfield throughout the evening. We'll also talk Shybrook Town because it's a great pleasure to have uh, the uh, making his debut on uh, Sports Talk tonight. Uh, it's the new Shybrook manager, Russ Eagle. Good evening, Russ. Good evening, Jason. Now let's talk a little bit about yourself for a start. I mean, you you know the Northern Counties East League. You've you've been practically everywhere, haven't you? <laughs> I've, I've had one or two clubs. Yes, uh, to be fair, uh, coming into Shybrook uh, a month ago, uh, a new start for me. Uh, obviously coming from hands with Paramours mm. uh, and a short stop at Pontefract helping out up there but uh, obviously back at the helm is what I want to be doing mm. uh, I'm happier doing that some people aren't happy that I am doing it but <laughs> you can't please everybody but no I, I really am looking forward to, to getting my teeth into it and, and pushing the club on uh, and getting what they want which is obviously promotion mm. so that's our push at the moment we're in a, a, a good situation in the league to, to get into the playoffs, uh, so we'll we'll move on from now. Yeah, yeah. What you had though when you came in was a good foundation, didn't you? There was no doubt about that. There is a good foundation there for you to build on. And the fact is that the the management team that was there are still there, aren't they? And this yeah, is a bizarre it, situation. That it, it is. Uh, and to, to be fair, obviously Chris has has 
taken a sidestep Chris now Millington, and, yeah, yeah. and completely moved uh, but Steve's still in, involved and yeah platform wise to be honest I've taken a few teams over in my uh, managerial career and uh, I've not had anywhere near the platform that I've got to start with so yeah it is it's a good place to be at at the moment yeah yeah really the fact good. was that you went back to your former employer hands with Paramore in midweek and got a bit of a pasting score wise was that justified do you think yes it was yeah, it was, was. We, yeah it was we was we was under par uh, probably the occasion got to one or two of us myself included uh, and to be fair, they're a top three side in the in the Premier. So when you go to them places, if you're not on it, you get exactly what we got, and that was turned over. So yeah, you've got to take that on the chin, I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, also with us in the studio tonight, uh, filling in the space because Rudy can't make it. Rudy Funk, but we got, are going to talk to him on the phone tonight. Is Mansfield Three Point Two reporter Terry Hayes? Terry, you've been following Shybrook recently and some other sides as well. Uh, what's been your initial thoughts of what you've been seeing? I've been very surprised at the standard. Mm. Most good or bad? <laughs> no, on the good side. <laughs> Most yeah. clubs have got two or three players, <laughs> you would say, that could definitely play a lot higher than they are doing. Mm. And I don't think you find that too often at that level. So I would say overall, I've been pleasantly surprised. Yeah, the, the weather's beginning to turn a bit cold. It's not nice out there for being a reporter, is it? No, it's terrible. <laughs> Bitterly cold. I thought you were going to do a coughing fit on Saturday during yeah. your half-time report. Oh, it was... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was it's terrible. Road, yeah, Absolutely it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. More from Terry Hayes and about the, the life of being a, a non-league reporter yeah. as well. And we've also got uh, Julian Watts, uh, Rainworth Miners welfare boss, in for his uh, second appearance of the season. Good evening, Julian. Good evening. Now, we talked last time and it was all about getting the side together at, at Kirklington Road. You sit fourth in the table at this moment in time in the Tall Station NCL Premier Division. You must be delighted with, with the start that you've made. It's been a rocky patch at times, hasn't it? It's been a rocky ride, but you're, you're fourth and it's looking good. Yeah, it took a bit longer than I thought to get um, you know the side together, and, and I think our recent results have shown that we, we've actually been fairly unchanged in the last five or six games. And to get to that point from pre-season, you know, it's taken a couple of months, and, and in that you know in that time, we have had a couple of bad results. Um, we've not really done well against the top teams, apart from Cleethorpes, who, who we beat. Um, six three, um, so yeah, so far so good. I do think on the whole we are slightly underachieving with you know what I've got at hand, and like I say, you know you look at, look back at some of the results that we've had, and, and that's why we're we're just fourth and just really hanging on to that. We've had two wins this in the last week, which have taken us from tenth to fourth, which just shows you how tight the top of the table is. But yeah, happy with fourth, but it's something we'd like to consolidate uh, this weekend away at Cleethorpes as well, which you, you were telling me off the air you felt have been your, the best side you faced this season. I, I do. We, we, we were very lucky against Cleethorpes. We, we actually took, we played well, but we took all our chances, which is you know quite unusual. But uh, and we came in at half time four one in front, but you know it still didn't feel comfortable. And that's how strong that team is. They had a, a poor start to the season, um, but I think just as they played us, you could see that that was going to turn around quite quickly, and it, and it has done. I think they've got a couple of game in, games in hand on us, uh, and they're only a couple of points behind. So they've been strong since then, and uh, it'll definitely be a tough one tomorrow. Uh, Shybrook, you're away at AFC Emily, and at this moment in time national press know that AFC Emily means a certain Ashley Flynn who scored 50 goals already this season how do you stop him tomorrow? Well I'm hoping he doesn't turn up <laughs> to <laughs> be honest first, first, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, like we said earlier uh, to score 50 goals there's got to be something about the lads so we'll we'll set up how we're going to set up tomorrow uh, hopefully as an off day but Hopefully he doesn't mm. he doesn't turn up and, and and score three or four again tomorrow. But the thing is, they aren't a one man team, though, are they? That's the no, thing. no. Every you know, 
he's getting the headlines the club's getting obviously a lot of press because he is but they've got six or seven really good players up there that you know we've set out and looked at over the last couple of weeks so we'll know more or less what Emily will do tomorrow mm. and it's a case of stopping the side not just the lad obviously that scored 50 goals mm. so it, it, it'll be a team team effort tomorrow obviously to, to stop Emily and get us back in the playoffs as well yeah all the best for that one and all the best for AFC Mansfield tomorrow where are you uh, Andy uh, Rossington Maine Rossington Maine they've struggled recently haven't they I yeah think. They, they had a fairly good start to the season you know and but since the first seven or eight games they seem to sort of like uh, slip down the table quite a lot and I think they're about six or seven from bottom or something like that you'll be looking to get something from that one yeah, tomorrow it's a, it's, a, it's a game that um, we'll be looking to get points of it's a game that uh, you know um, if, the, if it goes to form you know we should be expected to win it but uh, as they say football's a funny old game isn't it mm. nothing special here on Sports Talk we'll speak more with Andy uh, with Russ Julian and Terry uh, throughout the show we've got Tim in studio too hello Tim hello Jason <laughs> what are you doing in there <laughs> what are you up to you're not doing a crossword or anything are you uh, no, no not even a Stuco either <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got your minute moan coming up shortly is it, is it non-league based I'm afraid not no <sighs> You've I've let us down. I've, I've let you down, but football-based, so football we can all talk That's about fair it. enough as yeah. well. We've got the Sports Talk predictor coming up as well. Decent week in that. We'll talk more with that. We'll have more from Tim as well. And when we come back, we'll be hearing from Clipston boss Jazz Colliver. Of course, uh, they went up into the NCL Premier Division last season as champions. Jazz Colliver, Ryan France took over. They've had a decent start as well, and we'll get his thoughts next. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby in Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com 5.46 on this Friday evening. It is Sports Talk. It is a non-league special. Julian Watts, Rain with Miners Welfare boss Andy Saunders, the AFC Mansfield chairman, Russ Eagle, boss of Shybrook Town, Mansfield 103.2's Terry Hayes and, of course, my cohort Tim Morris uh, with us in the studio. Poor old Tim uh, is in studio. T- You're right in there, Tim. You don't, you don't need any food or anything. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if you own pizza in there. I'll have you <laughs> <here as well. laughs> We'll get it all sorted. <laughs> don't worry about that for you. Uh, right, let's hear from uh, Clipston, shall we, and their boss, Jazz Colliver. He and assistant Ryan France came in at the Worksop Van High Stadium in the summer as the club moved up to its highest ever level, the NCL Premier Division, after winning Division 1 last season. They're 7th in the table, and Mansfield 103.2's Jim McIntosh asked Colliver his thoughts on the season so far. When we come in pre-season, um, if it had said Christmas time, hopefully get three points on Saturday. Christmas time, roughly, uh, with we already 38 points in the bag from roughly 20 games, averaging... Um, roughly a point at uh, two points per game would have took that would have been delighted with that I said it start of the season every game's going to be a battle um, sort of lost sight of that I think in last last few weeks but up until sort of two three weeks ago uh, everything was really good uh, we got the personnel in we, we had a training session about three four weeks ago where we had 20, 22 players in training and then obviously over how, how the periods gone and illness and injuries we've had a little setback but we'll get we'll get through it but yeah so far really happy um, everybody around the place has been really welcoming um, the, the, we've trained hard we've, you can see in the performance we've got some really good players we've got a togetherness so yeah um, this time if you'd, have, if you'd have said at the start of the season would you have 35 points in the bag come start of December would have, would have uh, snatched your hands off so yeah so far so good and there's some, been some really good performances the, the 7-0 against Stratford for one 
Yeah, seven nil here against Retford. Uh, we've gone on the road and we've won. Uh, we beat Armthorpe. I think that was six six one. Went to Nostal, won six one. Um, I think my uh, standout game as a as a result um, and, and the circumstance the works up town away over five hundred fans in the ground and uh, really up against it. We've we've took an early lead. They've got back into the game. Uh, the game sort of progressed. Then they've scored when all our players are still celebrating. Um, I've done something silly and got sent off. And then uh, I'm watching from the side and we, we've got a good reaction and went and won it through Adam Soames that night. So that's the sort of standout display that I like and uh, liked in the performance-wise. But some really good displays. You look at the Tadcaster at home, who was winning right up to the 96th minute against Tadcaster. Who would have thought it at the start of the season? Uh, competing with your likes of Cleethorpe, so we beat in the, in the Cup, worked up town. Uh, Paramours, we kept... To a 2-2 draw uh, and I think Thorpe should have gone on a 1 and then obviously the uh, Tadcaster game which they got a 96 minute equaliser so we're competing we're there or thereabouts I think it's the, the other end of the table we need to look at and, and try and apply ourselves properly beating the teams who, uh, who have not got who have not blessed with the, the big budgets and are not competing for the promotion I think it's mentally we need to prepare better for the lower lower teams that we're playing at the minute Yeah the curious thing is I think I'm right in saying um, with them beaten against the top of the table sides. Yeah, um, but we, we, I think we keep cursing ourselves up until Maltby. Uh, we're not conceding the first 15 minutes uh, of any game, and then I think the next four games after that we've conceded every game in the ne- in the in first 15 minutes. So Ryan cursed us there. I was away, but he did say that to the lads, and then I think it did curse us. So and on the road we've only uh, got beat on the road away at Quorn, which is in in the FA Vars. Um, so yeah, it's, we're gonna have his ups and downs. We're, we're here for the for the long goal. We're not going to jump ship it's up to me Ryan and the club to bring in players who are going to compete for the, the winter months as we say the December to, to sort of February time when the pitches are heavy the dark nights uh, it's going to be a battle and that's up to us to recruit we've recruited and brought in some lads who I think are capable of doing that it's just getting them to be available and actually turn up and represent this, this good football club with uh, really good people around it Yeah can we just talk a little bit about your recruitment there are some new faces can you just introduce a few of those to us please Yeah well obviously we've got the two young lads from Chessfield uh, on a work experience they're going to be, be with us for the foreseeable future um, so we've got a good relationship going on there with Chessfield and Mark Smith we appreciate what he's what he's done for us um, and then yeah we recruited some lads who have been around non-league um, play mainly in the Sheffield Sunday League but I believe they are good enough to play at this level and they're the leaders the the strong the physical and that's the sort of personnel that we need to look at bringing in uh, we've got some really good technically gifted players but if they're not going to roll their sleeves up and uh, want to fight for every every ball and work hard for the team, then they're not players for me uh, between December and, and up, like I say, up to February. So yeah, the players are brought in. Um, hopefully, we'll see see of um, see of. Uh, all three or, or four which which it is um, but we might see him in, in, in short spells Just to close obviously Christmas coming up what are your memories of uh, football at Christmas time? Uh, it's, it's always been great for me um, always played uh, at an higher level um, Evo State Premier level and Unibond as it used to be so there was always games in around Christmas and Boxing Day and then in, in between Christmas and New Year and then you used to get the New Year's Day game I love the festive time and it's just football uh, every other day um, but yeah as far as memories memories are for me uh, getting with a bunch of lads around Christmas pulling each other through it having that togetherness getting on a coach travelling that distance um, and then oh, 
winning football matches and getting on the coach coming home and, and, and having a good laugh so it's always that time spending time with, with your family obviously Christmas time but you, you tend to spend more time with, with your teammates than your family at Christmas but it's something that I've, I'm used to um, so we've got some big games coming up around Christmas um, and, and yeah let's, let's just enjoy it Jess Colliver there the manager of Clipston talking about this season so far and looking ahead to Christmas which is now just three weeks away today Russ Eagle uh, Shinebrook manager it, it, the Northern Counties East League is, is pretty quiet over Christmas there's only the, the one game on Boxing Day and then there's one the following Saturday when we're into 2016 is that how you'd like it or would you like there to be more in there? I'd like a, an extra one and if I'm perfectly honest with you uh, obviously the Boxing Day game we've got this uh, this time round just a short trip down to AFC Mansfield um, and, and for me I'd, I agree with Jas, what Jas has just said uh, I, I think football on Boxing Day, New Year's Day and probably a game in between uh, when you've had a, a couple of uh, games in December uh, called off are great games mm. to have and, and, and be around at Christmas time yeah I really do agree with him is there a problem though, Julian Julian Watts from from Rainworth, of getting players for Boxing Day? I know a lot of clubs at this at that level say uh, they want to spend time with their families, and you can understand why, can't you? Does that is that an added added interest problem for you? Uh, not really, not not in the past. I think you know the lads they all love playing football, you know they all work, and it's their release at the weekend, mm. and whether it's Christmas or, or whatever, they, you know they just still want to play, and it is that great time of year. I mean, I someone that could just get out of the house after yeah, Christmas. Well, absolutely, Day, absolutely, <laughs> and you know, unfortunately for us. Um, we're away at Thackley on in the, the first game in January which I don't really understand how that's come about mm. we'd obviously prefer a local one uh, we've got Clipston on Boxing Day which uh, should be a cracking game um, but now no for us I mean it's just that period where it is a nice you get a break from work and I think football's important that it's there and you know I think the, the more games that uh, you could fit in would be better and we had their Boxing Day Andy chairman of uh, FC Mansfield you're up against Shybrook Tasty, yeah. aren't they? although I must say the return game didn't quite live up to the height did it recently uh, well it was a typical local derby a boring nil-nil you know uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think, uh, neither side played particularly well and to be quite honest with you, you know, were you in uh, charge then Russ? Uh, I, it was my first game <laughs> yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 say, I think the less said about that particular game the better certainly we, we, we'll be hoping for, to, for, for a game like last season when basically it ended 3-3 three, three, so oh, yes. with us scoring sort of three goals in about the last you want, yeah, Russ doesn't minutes, want that uh, you have to see him right be, there after being 3-0 down and down yeah. And down to ten men, but uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll be, a, be a good game. Should be a good crowd there. Mm. Um, you know, Mansfield are, are away from home that day, so you, you never know. There might be a few uh, Stags fans who have had too much Christmas turkey <laughs> and want to turn out on uh, Boxing Day to, to, to have a few pints and watch uh, a good game of football. Because mm. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, we heard from Jas Colliver there about Clipston, Russ. I mean, you know what you're going to get with Jas Colliver, don't you? I mean, he's uh, time and time again shown what a good manager he is at this level. He is. Uh, you can't take it away from him. Obviously, I've known. Just a long time. Uh, had the pleasure of uh, uh, managing him when I was at uh, Hansworth, and he, he, he does a really good job. He, get, he gets about places. Obviously, myself, Julian, we know what it's about. You you have to be out there. You have have to be seen to be doing things to get things in. And and fair comment to Jassy, he does exactly the same as us. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, he came in with you, didn't he, Julian? At the start of the season, you both coming into the fresh jobs, fresh roles, and and you both seem to have settled into it very, very well indeed. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the same with me as as with Jas is you, we do have a pool of players, and depending on where you are geographically, you know, you can, at the beginning of the season you can move them about. But uh, Jas has always had a good following. 
he did an excellent job at, at Staveley um, and then sort of you know I think he took some of those players with him to, to Clipston and I think he said the same as, as me at the time it, it's just the fact of getting a squad together uh, you know there's some players that are going to fall by the wayside and you bring new faces in and it's just a time of, of uh, getting it together and I think Jas did that much better than I have this season <laughs> and, and pulled, uh, hit, hit the ground running so, and, he's, uh, yeah, and he's pulled Alec Denton out somewhere as well hasn't he uh, 22 goals already a striker and you know obviously knew him from his Rotherham days and he's come down and, and done the business for him he has he's an excellent player and, he, and he's shown his quality at, uh, at the right end of the pitch I mean I, I think I've seen him play a couple of times now and he's one of those that if chances do fall to him he's more than likely to finish it and mm. they're not and you know that's a, a big asset to them they play great football they're quite a physical team and uh, and they've got that lad at the top on, on the end of everything so you know that's obviously why they're having a good season so far yeah, Terry is one of our reporters who goes out and watches our non-league games Terry we'll send you out Boxing Day are you happy about that? You'll have a job Jason oh crikey because I'll be on the Britannia in the Caribbean oh well there you go we were not sending anywhere on Boxing Day you didn't tell me about that one Terry no hey? I'd never got round to it I'm no. back on the 2nd of January. No, we'll make sure you definitely got one there as well. Okay, I don't know. No going, away, going away for holidays, Tim, at Christmas, it's a disgrace, isn't <laughs> it? Well, <laughs> Boxing Day is football day, surely. <laughs> well, what's your thoughts on Boxing Day and all that for non-league? Is it a great day for non-league football, Tim? Oh, definitely. I mean, providing you can get, get the players to turn out, because as you questioned there quite rightly, an awful lot of people don't want to go out and commit themselves on Boxing Day. The fans do, no doubt about that, and I can't understand why uh, the Stags, for instance, are going to Morecambe when we were just <laughs> talking about rain with playing clips, and that's how it should be, local mm. derbies, and that'll get people down. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, and we'll keep you up to date with everything over the Christmas period here on Mansfield 103.2. Quick break, when we come back, we'll have the news at six, and then we'll keep talking non-league in the next hour. We'll be hearing from uh, Tevisal, Craig Charlesworth, we'll be hearing from him, we'll be hearing from Pinkston manager Ben Newman on their fantastic FA Vars run as well, and we'll take a look at how all the rest of our sides are doing this is Sports Talk and the time is 5.58. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com Yes, it is Sports Talk on this this Friday evening. Let's continue our look at the world of non-league, shall we, on the phone for us. is Rudy Funk, who has uh, sort of uh, decided not to come in tonight because you've got a family do, haven't you, Rudy? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, a family comes first, doesn't no. it? Well, I'm sure it will in the end. I mean, we're talking uh, non-league football uh, this evening, Rudy. I mean, you've been in it yeah. so long. You know just how special non-league football is, don't you? Oh, it's just unbelievable. I mean, uh, year after year, you see the crowds are increasing. You know, probably not at all the clubs, but the majority of clubs, you know, uh, have more people to the turnstiles because it's 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 so fantastic to be so close to a game. You know, I mean, people people are five six yards away from action. And, uh, you know, it's not just that, but the friendliness, you know, uh, between uh, clubs and, and the supporters, it's, it just attracts people and uh, it's, it's just wonderful. And besides that, some of the teams, not all of them, but some of them playing some tremendous stuff and people like to see that. <laughs> now, really, we could go through your CV, but we're, we're only here till seven o'clock tonight, so we can't quite <laughs> go through every club. But where, where were your favourites, do you think? I mean, you, you've been pretty much everywhere. Where, 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 which ones have been your best ones, do you think? Well, at the end of the day, it would be very unfair to say uh, a club or this, but uh, there's, there's favourite moments in uh, in my life, i.e. when we uh, got the promotion at Teversel, which was mm. my first promotion. That was so wonderful. I, I will never forget Teversel. Then you moved on to Rainworth, where we've had three uh, promotions under bounds, you know. Some of the games, uh, I, I, I never forget when we played the Stour Bridge, you know, in the FA C Cup. And, uh, you know, uh, we've played in the FA Vars, you know, uh, uh, against Kitsgrove and, and uh, so many 
amazing moments. And then, of course, you know, the, the move uh, to the Evo stick. That was pretty special. Um, then, uh, obviously, I moved to Shirebrook. And uh, to me, Shirebrook is, is one of the clubs which uh, I've had uh, unfinished business. But it was a wonderful, wonderful, uh, you know, club uh, for me. The people, yet again, they were so warm, so welcome, you know, towards myself and, and everybody, to my staff, everybody was involved. And then, of course, to move to Scarborough, you know, um, moments uh, at Scarborough, I.e. like to play the turf at the Stocksbridge, you know, at uh, Darlington, Spennymore, you name it, big crowds, big scenes. Uh, one of the most memorable moments when we played at Brighouse, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, 1,500 people there, 900 traveling away fans. It was just magnificent. And then AFC Mansfield, AFC Mansfield, uh, I mean... Remember when we played Tadcaster, remember the memorable game against Shirebrook. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Julian will fall off the chair in a minute, you know, when, when people were singing Funk out, Funk out, Funk out, and I just turned around and said Funk stays, and, you, know, uh, you know, Funk will always stay. And, uh, you know, there, there, there's so many wonderful, wonderful things. And at the moment, we're sitting pretty in the league, mm. we're doing so well. You know, it's, it's just been for me for 17 years a fantastic journey. And, uh, Is it 17 years? Uh, Crikey, that's uh, gone. That's gone in the years. blink of an eye, hasn't it? <laughs> it's 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 gone in a flash. But uh, I've upset a lot of people. <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't regret that for one moment. <laughs> but I've also made some fantastic people, you know, and some fantastic friends, uh, you know, in 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 them years. So uh, I I've enjoyed every moment. And I'll live for every single moment uh, which I still have left in the game. Yeah, and what about FC Mansfield at the moment? You couldn't have been um, too delighted in midweek, though, the, the League Cup defeat uh, to Nairsborough. I, I suppose you were shouting a little bit after that, weren't you? Well, obviously, my chairman's in the studio, <laughs> my chairman knows the feelings, uh, you know, to me on Cup games, you know. I have targets uh, as a manager, and I set my target to do well in the league. And if you speak to Leslie, who was my uh, uh, other chairman uh, different clubs, and if you speak to any other chairman, they all know Rudy Funk is not a cup man. <laughs> if they employ me for cups, they're employing the wrong man. I do different things, which probably other people can't do, but that's just, uh, let's just wait and see. So you're saying you weren't too bothered midweek then? No, 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 that's just with hand and heart. Uh, because uh, yet again I picked a lot of injuries up uh, in the FA Cup, in the FA uh, Vars and in the League Cup and uh, that's a hindrance if you have uh, different objectives. Uh, anybody who probably does, uh, doesn't agree with me doesn't obviously know what he's talking about <laughs> Well, I was going to disagree with you. Well, I was going to disagree with you because I always, uh, I mean, people always say, don't they, on the other side, that a good cup run yeah. helps your league success as well. You obviously don't feel that, that that's not the way. That's just absolutely rubbish. That's just, <laughs> Fair that's just that's just nonsense. Mm. Because you ask any 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 good manager, the first thing what he will say to you, if if they don't have aspirations to get uh, the Champions League or win the league or or you know uh, you know get promoted, if they have aspirations to do well in the cup games, they will always say that. If they're Joe average team, they will always say that. But mm. anybody who has aspirations to win a league or or, or win 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 promotion. They're interested in wanting to keep the personnel, to keep his players fit and well, because everybody knows, everybody knows that includes Arsenal and Man United when they play the first round in the Cups, they put all the, the, uh, the younger players in. So that gives you the pattern. But uh, yet again, you know, what do I know? <laughs> Talk about league uh, then, Rudy. Yeah, has, has it changed your way of thinking this year? Because, of course, the Northern Counties East League has, for the first time this year, brought in playoffs in Division 1. Has that, has that changed your approach this season? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, it's absolutely massive. It's, it's my approach. Obviously, has changed, but I will not tell you the reason why my approach changed. 
i.e. it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's fantastic for the league, it's fantastic for all the clubs involved, and it gives you uh, the opportunity to either beat somebody... Hello? Is he gone? Are you still there, Rudy? I think that is the first time in 17 years uh, that Rudy has gone quiet. We seem to have lost him there. Sadly, uh, we'll have to leave it there then because we got quite a good bit from him. And it was a good uh, d- debating point there. We're talking about playoffs. I mean, of course, uh, uh, Russ, uh, you're part of Shybrook and the playoffs are there now, aren't they? They weren't there last year. It was pretty much top two and that was it. Now you've got, you can go down to, what, sixth and, and still be part of it. And that, that must be a massive difference. It is. Obviously, on a personal point, uh, coming into the club, uh, it does give you... That, that extra bit to aim at uh, from 1st to 10th probably to 12th in our league at the moment uh, can still get in the top 6 mm. so yeah because sometimes you, you come to January, Februarys and there is a, a top half and a bottom half divide uh, now there's not I think obviously we've got 3 or 4 teams around us 2 points behind us or a point above us or 2 point above us uh, and and obviously, you you pick those games up, like we were saying off air a minute ago about the midweek games, which become massively important. Uh, you can get up in the playoffs, and I think it's great. And and obviously, Julian will uh, will probably pick up on it on the in the Premier Division. I think it should be in the Premier mm. Division as well. Mm. For me, I've been in there, and when you finish in fourth and fifth and only one goes up and and every league I think across the country has a playoff and and an up and down I think it's scandalous that our Premier League doesn't have it and and for fans and, and managers alike playoffs are fantastic at end of season and yeah. that's obviously what mm. you know and I agree with Rudy on, on the cup front <laughs> I, I, I do yeah. I do sometimes they are good your FA Cups and your FA Vars I would probably disagree with him but your league cups your county cups and bits and bobs like that I 100% agree well, with him well it used him. to be worse in the northern counties because there was a president's cup there was a Wilkins Assault trophy as well yeah. Yeah. that was yeah. because the leagues were smaller then I think when the leagues expanded to 22 teams I think it was rightly thought we'll get rid of those and we'll have just the league cup so that's that's obviously a step in the right direction. It, it is. You've got to have a league cup, though, haven't y- you've you? You've got to have a league cup, yeah. But do we need a senior cup? Do mm. we need a, a county cup, whatever you want to call it, on a on a Tuesday night when the lads have played Saturday and they're going again Saturday to to Cleethorpes, to Bridlington, to to Grimsby Borough, to all them sort of places? And I, know, I would say no. Mm. Andy, uh, we heard from uh, your manager there about the the change in focus. He says he, he admits he's approaching this season differently because of the playoffs. Is that, yeah. is that the same for you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, the, basically at the start of the season, you know, we we sort of discussed it. We discussed, you know, where we want to be, and and say at this moment in time, we're probably where we where would where we would like to be. Yeah, ultimately, you know, you'd like to be finish first or second because the playoffs can be an absolute nightmare. You know, um, I remember that, remember that when I was at the Stags, you know, <laughs> oh, we yeah. sort of uh, yeah. lost in the in the playoffs against York. Um, so basically, it, it what it does, it keeps it keeps the league alive. It it, it means that basically teams who are down to sort of 12th or 13th place you know when they can sort of push on for the last four or five games and possibly even get up get, get up to the top six and it means those sort of like last sort of couple of games at the end of the season are still very very important for, for teams who are sort of uh, are, are there or thereabouts you know mm. and um, yeah as I say if I'm honest 
I prefer not to be in the playoffs. I prefer to be first two. or second, top yeah. two. You know, because basically they can become very, very edgy. So the playoffs can, you know, and uh, you know, I, I get something called PMT, pre-match tension. Right <laughs> That's um, what you call and it. So, yeah. And, and it's, it starts about sort of uh, <laughs> six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning when I get up. Right then, God, you can imagine what that'll be. Basically, <laughs> we have to go into a playoffs. Every week last Thursday, wouldn't they? That's <laughs> when it starts. Definitely. <laughs> what about the Premier Division? As you, uh, Russ did eloquently put the situation for the Premier Division in the North the county seats league it is one up because it's part of the fa structure it is now three down at the bottom so that's sort of made it a bit more tense down there but at the top a 22 team league you've got to have more than one vying for promotion haven't you oh i, I absolutely agree um you know it, it prolongs the season you know if, if you mathematically as soon as you can't win the league obviously you know your, ch- your season changes but i do think level for level and you know russ has, has managed in this league longer than i have it, it, it's it's probably the hardest division i think in mm. the country to get promoted out of because you've always got five six seven teams who've got an opportunity got good budgets uh, and for only one of those to have a possibility of making it you know it's scandalous and uh, you know this so what year, can they do because it's, it's all about getting teams down isn't it from the upper level they're never going to for it it's the old adage of turkey's voting for christmas isn't it to have more sides relegated so how are you going to do it just force it do you say look we're the fa this is how it's going to happen now we're going to have more go up from step five to step four than we have at the moment i think so because it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever for, for a league that's such a great league i think the standard gets better every year um for, for only one team to have the opportunity to, to go up it, it really sort of you know the, the season curtails far too too early, you know, too soon. And, and as Russ said, like you know, the teams in the first division now in twelfth position now can get promoted. Mm. That's fantastic for them. Absolutely amazing that they still have that carrot. That, that come the end of the season, if they're in the playoffs, they've got a couple of cup ties and then they can get promoted. Are you? Are you? Have you ruled yourself out the title race already? Or I've not ruled myself out, but I think there are three that have gone a long way now. Haven't they, they? they have, and you know, I think we, we've slipped up. We've lost far more uh, than the teams above us. And I, I think with Renneth, when, when I came into the job. Um, you know the, the committee that the people were absolutely amazing at, uh, at Reddith uh, just said they, they, I think they've had five years of you know that's been quite painful yeah. in the Evo stick you know they've struggled with the budget they've not watched great football uh, the results have been you know not the best and it's been hard work for them so I mean they, they were relegated anyway but they elected to come down uh, as it happened and they just said to me that they'd be quite happy you know finish as high up the table as we can top half and maybe do well in some cups which is obviously goes against <laughs> what we've we, we've just been talking about so you know that that's quite a nice position for me to be in for my first year but obviously next year we really want to crack at it have we ruled ourselves out no but we've got a massive game tomorrow and you know that could be a setback if we don't get the right result if we do get the right result we're in the mix and uh, put a good run together which we can do we're top of the form table at the moment and you, you never know what can happen you know I've, there's only Cleethorpes that we've played so far this season that um, I've really been you know I've really thought what a good team you know the Handsworth was a 2-1 Tadcaster 4-3 losing by the odd goal uh, you know we can see we could claw that back in, in the re- return fixture so there's nothing that's really frightening me but we've just like I said it's been a slow start but you never know get on a run and I, I won't rule it out now and more from Renworth boss uh, Julian Watts also from Russ Eagle Shabbat Town boss FC Mansfield chairman Andy Saunders well Andy have you ever known Rudy to be speechless as he was there was that the first time in- um, I can never shut him up on top of that <laughs> well, now you know how to do it do it on a phone and then he can lose his signal and then we're okay I hope Rudy has a great night out anyway uh, Sports Talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Tim, you still in Studio 2? You still there? 
Very, yeah, and interested to hear what Rudy had to say, actually, because I think mm. he must have read my script for the Minute Moan later on. Oh, crikey. What, are you talking cups? Talking cups and ah. putting out weakened teams. Bizarre. Oh. We'll have to find out very <laughs> shortly about that as well. We've also got Terry Hayes in the studio. And Terry, you've been listening with great interest to what the uh, the people that run the game around here and also are in charge in the game, and you hear their thoughts on the cups and, and playoffs. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you want as many games as possible, but sometimes you can they can be in the wrong place, can't yeah, they? Yeah, I think Rudy misses a point. Maybe it's because he's usually been at clubs that have got good budgets. But the extra games do generate revenue. I don't think we can get away from that. Mm. And revenue brings players. Mm. So, so, it, so cups are there for, for a cups, reason. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's I, I can see the point where players are working too hard, maybe. Squads are smaller. Revenue comes into it. And yeah, I think unfortunately though, Terry, though, when you look at sort of cups in our league, you don't make any revenue from sort of like the FA Vars, the League Cup. You know, uh, basically you've got expenses to pay for the for, for, for the opposing team. Like sort of on Wednesday we played Nearsborough and we had to pay all their travelling expenses down to our place right then. And to be quite honest with you, you end up it ends up costing you money, Cost, yeah. not 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 uh, not making money. So unfortunately, unless you actually get a big game like last season, we played we played Tadcaster, we got six hundred eight people there. Yes, you make money, but you don't make money, unfortunately, um, in the in 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 in, in, any, in any cup games at all. Not not this level of football, unless you get to the latter rounds. Yeah, well, that's talking. really what I'm talking about. If you happen to get to the FA Vars final, for instance, hmm. you make quite a lot of money, wouldn't you? Yeah, sports talk here on Manchester One and Three Point Two. When we come back, we'll be talking Tevisel and Pinkston as well, and we'll get more from our studio guests and more from Tim Morris. Right, Tim. Evening, Jason. Mansfield 103.2 Sports with United Carpets and Beds. Visit us in store for the latest deals on flooring and beds at Mansfield Woodhouse and Kirkby and Ashfield. UnitedCarpetsandBeds.com. Sports talk here on Mansfield 103.2. Quite a heated debate going on. I wish, I wish we'd have kept that going uh, on air, to be honest. We've been talking about uh, midweek fixtures and all that and all the travails of trying to work out a fixture schedule. I'm sure we'll come back to that shortly. But we are uh, moving on to Tevisall now. Uh, their latest match uh, saw them go uh, down 6 1 at NCL Division 1 leaders Hemsworth on Saturday. A team that assistant boss Craig Charles with admits was the best they'd faced all season and Craig says Terrasol had been on a decent run before that we were fifth in the form table before Saturday so I think it's going to be, be that we, me and Dean spoken and if we go five or six games unbeaten then, then we lose one then we go another five or six games unbeaten then we'll, I think we'll take that our aim is to get into the FA Cup this year we were tenth on Saturday but the defeat on Saturday knocked us down to twelfth so that mini league I don't think we're nowhere near the top six if I'm being honest but from seventh down to twelfth thirteenth we're in that mini league and we've got to try and be uh, towards the top end of that mini league trying to get into 8th, ninth, top 10 it'd be an absolute brilliant season for us yeah, Is it all about stability? Because there's a lot of um, turmoil and movement around you isn't it? Clubs around you moving I mean a lot of clubs are yeah. moving grounds and players are moving left, right and centre it's, it's all... Grimsby everybody we seem to be playing seems to be having a new manager <laughs> picking up the... <laughs> and now we're playing an informed Grimsby on Saturday mm. who, who when we looked at the fixtures a month ago we, we were thinking we were a bit of a gimme but now it's the, the beat clips and on Tuesday night in the League Cup uh, we went to watch that game and they impressed us to be honest so they're definitely not a bottom three side so from from when you're looking at the fixtures in November we thought yep yeah, we, we should get three points here we're now, we're now into another battle but we need the lads to show reaction from Saturday and get three points on, on Saturday and, and get us moving back up that league it's not very often you get a chance to, to watch them like Grimsby th- 
three or four days before you play them, you know what I mean? We've been so far away, so it was a great opportunity for us to go down and have a look at Grimsby. Hopefully we can uh, adjust our squad on Saturday to try and combat what we think is their strengths and uh, try and pounce on the weaknesses as well. So Yeah, yeah I mean, did you see something there in, in midweek that you probably think, oh, we could probably exploit that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like I say, they're, they're a big, strong side at the back and they got a couple of quick wingers, so it might just change our... Our formation for Saturday slightly just to accommodate that, but it also means that we know that if we have a go at them uh, with a bit of pace, we should be able to get behind them and hopefully uh, score a few goals as well ourselves. So, overall, you must be pretty pleased with the way things are going. Have you, have you been able to get a sort of stable, settled bunch of lads as well this season? Yeah. The biggest problem has been injuries and, and work, and we have a couple of lads that do shifts and things like that, but the last three games I think we've played the same side except for probably one or two players uh, there's been a suspension or somebody's been at work but eight or nine lads that have been the core lads that have been playing the last few weeks and I think we've seen the benefits we, we, we're going on that six game unbeaten run like I say Saturday we, we know it was going to be a hard game going there and uh, it did turn out to be an hard game to be honest And uh, what about the division as a whole I mean it's a big division isn't it 22 teams do you think that is too much at this level or, or, or are you just pleased that you get your no, chance I, to really go for it the playoffs has been an absolute brilliant ideas. Like I say, we're not in that top six or seven ban, but the next band down, I think we've pulled away from last year where we were in the bottom six or seven. At this moment in time, we're in the middle six or seven, and obviously we need to progress over the next few seasons to try and break through into that top six or seven teams and start pushing for the playoffs. Uh, like I say, we, we, I think we've got this this middle division as we're calling it. So you've got the seven or eight teams at the top, seven or eight at middle, and six at bottom. And we we we're in the, this middle division, and we're just hoping that we can finish towards the top end of that, and that should get us into the FA Cup. So what haven't you got now that you think you need to get into that top six? Uh, Twenty goal of Man season. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley Flynn uh, half, yeah. half an Ashley Flynn? Fifty on, yeah. <laughs> on, on uh, in the uh, last night. He got up to fifty. Bless him. Yes, it's it's it's. But that's obviously a lot. A lot of that's to do with budget and things like that. We we scoring goals from midfield. We've probably got four or five midfielders all on five and sixes. If you've got that centre forward now that's, that's in double double figures, possibly some of these draws and that we we have been having lately would have been wins and would have been in eighth and ninth position. So obviously our centre forwards at the minute are, are working the socks off and, and doing everything they can. They just, we, we we just haven't got that twenty season a goal man. That is. Honestly, what we're missing, but a lot of teams could say that, I think, Jason. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> uh, where, where do you look for these? Do you look for players that perhaps are not playing higher than you, or do you look down into the Central Midlands League, for instance, and see who's doing well there for teams? Uh? Yeah, we, we, we've tried a few lads from Central Midlands and, and things like that, but we do struggle to compete, and as soon as somebody's doing well in Central Midlands, then there's a few sides around us that uh, can probably offer a little more than us, and, and, and sometimes we do lose a a few players to, 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 to those I mean I think there's a few teams in Central Midlands that might have a bit of better, better budget than us as well so it is difficult you, we, we, Dean and I are on the phone all the time as it going on and, and obviously you, we've got a lot of friends through, through football and all people that, that we do know seem to be doing well where they are and, and seem happy unfortunately for us mm. and does the fact as well I mean there's now six, seven teams around this local area all competing at pretty much the same level of football yep. does, that, does that make it any more difficult do yeah. you think? Yeah, the pool of players now I mean I think probably AFC have, have got the far the players that are coming in from the furthest if, if we're being honest then, then the other teams are all looking around the local areas and I mean I think the furthest we've got a player coming from is, is Maltby type of thing uh, we, we've got a lot more local lads 
but like I mean Sherwood are doing well and they've got a lot of the local lads as well Renner's having a brilliant season obviously AFC were top at league but they've just did a bit of a sticky patch Clipston are doing well we're all doing well really Shybrook everybody around the area are doing really well and it's, it's good for the area because obviously players that are playing in Sheffield and Nottingham leagues might be looking at uh, coming into this league and th- th- there's five or six teams from them to pick from which is again unfortunate for us really That was Craig Charles with there the assistant manager at Tevisal himself and Dean Short in charge at Carnarvon Street uh, Andy Saunders uh, FC uh, Mansfield chairman here as well uh, you heard the comments there about the pool of players in, in this area it's, it's a valid point isn't it there are a lot of good sides in this area at this moment in time all vying for the, the same players Yeah there are you know um, with the number of clubs we've got there's, there's a lot of competition you know um, we've got quite a few lads who actually travel sort of further afield you know we've got lads who travel from Hull you know Sheffield Doncaster um, and if, if to be quite honest with you we probably haven't got lots of lads who have got NG19 or NG18 or NG17 postcodes you know um, and I, I think sometimes it's all down to the manager and, and, and where the managers have been you know um, it's it's it can be a postcode business, you know, mm. depending sort of who your manager is and where, where he's managed before, what players he's had before. Because uh, at, this, at this level of football, you tend to find managers tend to bring in uh, players from the clubs that they've managed that, that, that they've managed before. Um, that's the same that Rudy's done, sort of with uh, with a few players. Um, and I think sometimes you do need to spread your wings a little bit further yeah. rather than sort of getting lads from sort of um, local football, you know. Uh, but there is, as you say, uh, there is a lot of competition sort of in the local area f- uh, uh, for local players. Mm, uh, Julian Watts as well, Raymouth manager. You hear from Tebbersall, I mean, to hear them sort of compete, they haven't got the money that a lot of the clubs have got in that division. It makes it so difficult, but it's great when you see them competing at that same level and really going there and, and getting stuck in. Yeah, it is, but I think I think Craig's right in what, what he says. You know, if, if they have a player who, who hits a patch of form, you know, there's a, there's a few in the area who are always on the lookout. And you know, <laughs> you're one of them. So, you yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're never really happy. Um, you can always add a bit of quality to your squad, and, and you know, that's the the problem that sort of Tebbersall have got. But uh, they've uh, definitely kicked on from last season. You know, mm. in a far better place uh, uh, now. I think I think um, when I was at Shirebrook, the first game for, for Dean and Craig was against us and you know they realised what a tough task they had but I think they've, they've done ever so well with it they've uh, they brought in some fresh faces and, and like he says you know they've got a good plan of where they want to be and they're not trying to do too much too soon but that would be nice if they could get in the FA Cup uh, next season and then see then obviously the next uh, target after that becomes the playoffs and that's again where we've talked about it earlier that the playoffs are a fantastic thing Yeah well Russ Eagles also here Shadrach Town Boss and, and I know for us with, with Tebersall they pride themselves on the community aspect of it all the fact they've got so many youth that they're setup is fantastic and yeah. that's what they thrive, thrive from isn't it and that's what Tebersall's about and it's great to have all these clubs with all these different sort of ambitions and perhaps aims in the league it is everybody sets their own aims uh, obviously listening to his interview there is uh, the same as myself Julian and anybody that you'll interview over the season we all want a goal scorer <laughs> so wherever he is we will all be looking for that goal scorer <laughs> we're sending whether... out an SOS now <laughs> please yeah well like, like Julian says it, as soon as somebody hits form you're there you're watching mm. and then somebody will tell you of somebody else and you'll be there watching and yeah it, it, it does it does come down to can you entice him to your club can you offer him this uh, can you make it better for it we, we all do it and it'll still keep happening but uh, like you say about Teversil with it's uh, it's you'll set up and bits and bobs like that probably more clubs will go down that 
that lane uh, as we move on uh, and you'll get the younger lads coming through from your 18s your 19s your 21s and, and into your uh, into your first team but I do agree I think you know if we want to be successful we have got to get out of the area and bring players in we do carry our own stock of players when we move yeah but it gets to this time of the year now and you'll see some Evo stick teams they'll have four or five lads sat on the bench that haven't played for three mm. weeks then they're the sort of people that you, you go after and bring into your squad and, and let them play every week. So, yeah, there is people out there and we are fending for them uh, all after uh, and for ourselves, but I'm, I'm sure that uh, there's enough to go around. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. We'll talk more with our studio guests shortly. Uh, let's go through the fixture list for tomorrow just in case you, you want to see some uh, to, some local uh, football. Uh, Alfreton, they're away at Lowestoft Town in Vanarama National League North. I think Nicky Law's desperate to get them out of the bottom half of the table there after their relegation last year. Tall Station NCL Premier Division at Rainworth, as we've heard, away at Cleethorpes. Clipston are at home to Armthorpe Welfare in the Division 1. Uh, Shybrook away at AFC Emley. Uh, AFC Mansfield away at Rossington. Tevisel are at home to Grimsby Borough. Eastman Counties League, South Northern Athletic, who have had a fantastic season uh, so far in the EMCL. They're at home to Gedling Miners Welfare. Central Midlands League tomorrow. Uh, Bill Sorp at home to Bentley Colliery. Dromfield Town Reserves against Ollerton. Glapwell against Appleby Frodingham. Uh, Welbeck Welfare against Dinnington Town. In the Southern Division, it's Clay Cross against Hucknall Rolls Leisure. Hucknall Town at home to Matlock Town Reserves. Keyworth United against Blidworth Welfare. Limby Colliery against Belpe United. Sherwood Colliery against Mickleover RBL. And Swanwick Pentridge Road against Eastwood Community. And you hear in there, don't you, Andy? It's so many local sides. And you've got sides like Hucknall Town that went high, Eastwood Town, now they're all in the Central Midlands League, Eastwood Community. Uh, you know, you've got so many different stories in there, success stories and some that have fell back down again. Well, that's right, you know, um, there's been l- l- lots of months, you know, Hucknall was, is, is basically, probably, it's probably been a sad story, so so, so was Eastwood, you know, mm. um, but basically they're still there, they've reformed, they're sort of hopefully going to uh, climb up the actual sort of non-league ladder and, and get back to the... Uh, Positions they, they 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 were in sort of when they ex- exited the the, the 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 leagues. Is it a, is it an expensive business as a chairman uh, at this level? Um, it's not cheap. No. <laughs> and you know you're not going to get the money back, I suppose. Um, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we can say on that, definitely. Uh, yeah, so looking at the league tables in the Central Midlands League, by the way, just a, a brief look there. Glatwell, top of the North uh, Division. Uh, there were 33 points from there, opening 13 games. Whilst in the Southern Division, Seaswood Community lead the way in our area. They're second alongside uh, Selston, Sherwood, Colliery, Hucknall, Rolls, Leisure and Hucknall Town. So uh, there's a lot of sides uh, vying for promotion in there. They would, of course, go into the East Midlands Counties League to uh, join South Normanton, whilst I think the North Division one would tend to go into the Northern Counties East League. It all depends on geography and everything like that, doesn't it, in the end? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll keep an eye on all those as we go through here on Mansour 103.2. But let's talk Pinkston, shall we? One of the Central Midlands sides, uh, because they've done absolutely brilliantly this season. Uh, they are the only local side left in the FA Vars. An excellent run in the competition by the Step 7 side. And manager Ben Newman told me it's been a fantastic adventure so far. It's been a, a great run that we've experienced so far, and we've done very well. Um, we've beat Lincoln Moorlands, Cradley Town, and uh, latterly uh, Long Eaton United. So um, yeah, it's been a, an, an incredible run so far, and you know everybody involved with the clubs um, enjoyed it so far. And you know we look forward to Long Eaton Griffin in the next round, which understands uh, Saturday the uh, 12th of December, uh, weather permitting. Yeah. Do, do you know much about your your opponents this one, or is it pretty much a case of just keep doing what you've been doing in previous? rounds yeah absolutely I mean um, you know we know that um, they won in a, a replay beating uh, another team from step five by all accounts they're a step six side that's um, that's right up there in, in contention for, for winning their league and 
you know, we, we look forward to the challenge and we'll, we'll set ourselves up, and, you know, to be difficult to beat. And, you know, with a bit of luck, we uh, we might might well find uh, ourselves another opportunity to beat somebody from a higher level. Where's it come from, this? Because in the league, it's been, I think it's fair to say, it's been inconsistent so far, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I think that some people, um, you know, in and around this, this level of football might say that, you know, the distance between step seven, step six and step five is getting smaller. But, um, you know, you've just got to, uh, in football, approach every game as it comes and, and, and take those opportunities uh, that arise. And, you know, maybe it's been a case where, you know, we've played as well as we possibly can in those games and, and some of our rivals have not reached their normal standards. And, you know, hopefully that's maybe been the difference, really. So, yeah. And looking at your squad, though, it is a squad that has played at a reasonably good non-league level as well. Are you mindful of that when you when you put it together? Yeah, we we know we've got some good players, and and you know for various reasons they're probably not playing higher up in the pyramid at the moment. And uh, yeah, so we've got a really good group of players, and you know on any given day, I think uh, any team can beat anybody. And um, like you say, you know maybe it's not been a, a fantastic um, season that we've had so far in the league, but you know we now found ourselves nine games unbeaten, and you know if we can continue um, that progression then you know maybe come the end of the season we can we can claw our way back into it you know there's a lot of games coming thick and fast now we're, we're, we're in four cup competitions and there's going to be a lot of fixtures uh, a bit of a congestion for us so yeah we just want to continue this this good run and, and, and see see where it takes us really uh, I suppose that, as you say on this great run I suppose the atmosphere is just buzzing at the moment though isn't it With it, you're saying this, the, the fixture list will probably get a bit congested but if you keep this going you just want to keep playing every day really wouldn't you yeah, sure. I think, um, you know, obviously when you're on a good run, um, everybody involved in, in the club uh, enjoys that. You know, that's the supporters, the, the committee, the, the management team and, and also the players. And um, yeah, I've certainly noticed it seems um, easier to get a squad together on a weekend uh, at the moment than, uh, than at other points during the season. But uh, yeah, we'll just keep plugging away and, um, you know, and hopefully we can keep ourselves in, in contention for the Cups and claw us way back up that league and, you know, hopefully we can turn this into a, a really positive season. Will the VARS money be useful? I'm sure it, it will be, won't it, in a lot of ways? Yeah, I mean, uh, I have to say, um, you know, we haven't seen much of it as a, as a group. You know, we, uh, we don't have a, a playing budget, but certainly, um, you know, it, um, it helps to keep um, the, the running costs uh, go in and um, you know I'm sure uh, this season um, you know we'll we'll find that we're in a lot better position than than if we didn't have this this cup run. Um, but um, yeah, I mean obviously as a local club um, we find it difficult um, you know to to raise the necessary revenues to to get us through a season. So you know certainly the money that we'll receive uh, as a reward for us progress so far in the um, FA Vars will, will be very welcomely received. What drives a club like Pinkston to succeed, do you think, uh, Ben? What, what is it about? Because it's, it's certainly not a moneymaker, is it? Uh, you, you don't get huge crowds through the door. What, what is it that drives you? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's no doubt about it that, um, you know, this club would, would like to be operating at step six um, and, and to get itself promoted. Uh, and I think that if you look in, in recent seasons, I think we've come something like second in five out of uh, six of the last campaigns. So, um, you know, it's all geared up um, for step six in terms of the facilities and the ground grading uh, and the motivation from, you know, the committee, the, the supporters, the, the players and, and the management team. You know, that's that's what we're seeking to do. But, you know, we'll just keep plugging away and see um, where we are come May. What's up um, next for you then? Well, we've actually got a little bit of a, a lull 
in in, the, in our fixture list. Um, I don't think we've got a game this weekend. The game in the Derbyshire Cup against Buxton, which was scheduled for Tuesday, has also been uh, put back. So our next game is actually the, the FA Vars game. Are you dreaming of Wembley? Have you even thought about it? Have you even thought, while you're still in it, there is still a chance of you getting to Wembley? Have you even tried to entertain that or are you just thinking, no, that's probably a bridge too far? Well, I, I might well be watching uh, the FA Cup final uh, <laughs> in May, um, but um, no, I think, um, you know, it's everybody's dream and I think that's what's um, spurred the lads on so far, you know. You dare to dream and um, I think any uh, 11 players can be any 11 players on, on any given day so um, you know we've not thought too much about uh, about that we just focus on on the next game and, and hopefully we can you know we can do ourselves and, and the supporters proud and um, you know and represent Pinkston um, you know very well in the, in the next game that was uh, Ben Newman talking to me, the Pinkston uh, manager. Uh, earlier on this week, Julian Watts is with us, part of our big uh, crowd that we've got in Studio One. And Julian, you listen, that, this is a great FA Vars story, isn't it, for Pinkston, a Step 7 side, to be getting to where they are. Third round, they've beaten some Step 5 sides along the way as well. It's fantastic, isn't it? Absolutely great for the club, yeah. It, it seems, obviously, with his league fun, as he admitted, being quite inconsistent, that they can definitely raise you know, raise the game for these, uh, for these cup ties. And uh, fantastic what Ben's done there. I know him quite well. Well, so I've played a few mm. Sunday League games with him for the show, but, <laughs> best, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a great bloke and he knows his stuff, and he's obviously got a good pool of players together, and uh, mm. they're getting the right results. So good on him. Yeah, Russ, Russ Eagle from uh, Shybrook, you'd love to swap places, wouldn't you? Being the FA Vars a week Saturday without a shadow. Yeah, yeah and it, obviously when we set out at the beginning of the season, the FA Cup and the FA Vars are the big games that you want to play. Obviously, yeah, you want to play week in week out in the league, but. They're, they're great games. The, mm. the, the travel, the, the togetherness, the, the the little bit of extra when you get up that Saturday morning to, to go and play in FA competitions is it's fantastic. And and that's off to him. I hope he, uh, he causes another, well, not say upset, I hope he causes uh, the side that he's going to play next week some upset and, uh, and he moves on again. Wish mm. him all the best. Absolutely. And uh, FC Mantle, we heard Rudy talking about cups, but the FA Vars surely is one that Rudy and yourself would love to get it get far. I mean, you did it last year, oh, didn't well, you? Last, you did very well, yeah. well. Last, last season we had a great run. We got through to the last sixteen mm. you know, in, in the vars, and uh, we earned, we earned some decent uh, so, some decent money out of the vars, you know. And so it was a it was it was a fantastic sort of journey last season. Um, and obviously, you know, we got, we got a buy, you know, in the uh, early rounds, you know, uh, to, to through to, through to the second round. So, uh, but at the end of the day, as as Rudy says, you know, the most important for, thing for, for for us AFC Mansfield is promotion this year. You know, we've got no we, we're in no cups now, so we can just concentrate on getting ourselves sort of hopefully in those top two we'll, talk, we'll finish uh, talking about the non-league after the break we're going to have Morris's minute moan and the sports talk predictor so we'll get those out of the way but finally just to get your final thoughts on, on the state of non-league at the moment Julian is it is it in a good state do you think at the moment locally I think so yeah I think the competition between the local clubs is, is fantastic we've got good representation in both the, the Premier and, and Division 1 and I do think the standard gets better every year um, uh, and you know that's just great for the, for the local area that's what we want the competition Mansfield 3.2 reporter Terry Hayes I mean you've, you've been watching it for a few weeks now you've been yeah you said at the start you were pleased with the standard that you've been, yeah, been watching yeah it's not a maze that's an <laughs> often used word but it's certainly better than you would imagine hmm. and if you took the first three or four players, if you like, who are on the team sheet, they would be playing below their standard, I believe, mm. if you know what I'm saying. But I was just interested that somebody had got two players from Chesterfield. Yeah. 
Do you think you guys, the three of you, are missing a trick there? Because there are a lot of young players at academies at Mansfield, not Scarlet Forest, you know, who don't get a game on a Saturday. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, but there is this uh, stigma, I would say, from professional clubs to allow their lads to come to, to non-league clubs. Some of them want guarantees, they want this, they want that. Uh, it is hard, but like you say, Jess has got two lads there from Chesterfield, but I know I've tried from, from local clubs, uh, uh, professional clubs, and sometimes you get a, a door closed in your face and say, well, no, because we, you know, we want to look after him a little bit. He's got an academy game, he's got this and that, but uh, I just think that if those sort of lads, they'd allow those lads to come into non-league, they'd learn a lot more about football uh, as such for me hmm. yeah I agree I mean I think the other thing is the other side of it as well is that they can upset your squad you're bringing two players in from a professional club you're dropping two of your players to put them in and they're not here for the season they're only here for a short spell so then how do you keep those players around you know it can upset your squad a little bit but we, we borrowed a keeper from uh, from Mansfield Town um, Fraser and he came in for one game I needed a keeper that did his a great big favour and he was fantastic 17 year old lad came in had a good had a great game good experience for him uh, and, and in all fairness I mean I, I started my career in in the North East Counties playing oh. for Freshville and I was lucky enough obviously to go on and play professionally Did a Jamie Vardy yeah, well, not, not, <laughs> not, not quite, quite not yeah. quite as prolific as, as Jamie <laughs> but in the fact that non-league football toughened me up when yeah. I went in and played with Rotherham's Academy lads or the YTS lads as they were called at the time you know I, I, I didn't mind a tackle I wasn't mm. the strongest but I'd fly into everything and it, it just made me tougher because prior to that I'd been playing with blokes you know mm. every week you're coming up against a 30 year old bloke who's been around a bit knows the game yeah. uh, and he's not bothered that you're only 17 you know, he just wants to put one over on you. So, for me, it was a fantastic experience, and I think, like Russ said, some of these lads could come in here and they could really benefit from it. Excellent, great stuff. Right, we'll uh, move on, shall we? Because we've got Tim, Tim's itching in Studio Two, aren't you, Tim? Uh, as always, <laughs> scratching away in there because you've uh, always got something to moan about, haven't you, Tim? But always, always. So always. let's do this bit of the show, shall we? That's not it, is it? What's that? <laughs> it's this we should be playing, not that. Morris's minute mind. Oh, I don't know. I don't totally agree with him. It's just down to greed. Oh dear. Well, she's either angry or drunk. Dear, oh dear. Why are we playing this game? We don't need to play it. Dear, dear, dear. I would throw them both out. It's obscene, it's a disgrace. Some people just moan for the sake of it. Sack the man who's pressing the button, so it's me, isn't it? Oh dear. Anyway, Tim, what you've got one minute to talk about something that has been getting on your goat this week in the world of sport. It is football this week, we know that. It's something to do with cups it as is. well. Yep. So let me know now. At, at one time, Premier League clubs were accused of not treating our domestic cups, the League Cup, the FA Cup, seriously, sending out weakened teams in favour of getting Premier League points, even though they were unlikely to be relegated and the cup was their only chance of any silverware. Now it's the Championship clubs who are making enemies by not treating the Carling Cup as an important competition. In midweek, Middlesbrough and Hull both sent out anything but their first choice sides to face Premier League Man City and Everton, who did choose the first 11s. The managers in the Championship argued that the players selected had helped them get into the last eight, so deserved a chance. In reality, they saw Saturday's game and the chance of three points towards getting into the Premier League was more important than a possible trip to Wembley, European football and silverware. Inevitably, they lost without the best players. Whatever happened to the magic of the cup? Those two clubs both have math massive squads anyway, and the players selected in midweek could have done a decent job at the weekend. 
with five seconds to go. Well, it sort of fits in quite nicely with what's been said in, I know, it's in here. It's surprising when I heard Rudy say that. <laughs> but we know what you guys will, will say on it. It depends on the cup, I suppose. But the majority of cups, you'd probably do the same thing. Julian? Absolutely, you? yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it earlier. We talked about, you know, we've all probably had a game cancelled this year already. And you have a couple of good ru- cup runs. You put the cancelled games in and you can end up with a terrible fixture backlog. And we, we, all, we all know, everybody sat on this panel tonight, that... You know, leagues are won and lost on midweek fixtures. Hmm. You know, getting people who are working all day to be, uh, you know, pickering away on a Tuesday night or or wherever it may be. You know, we've got to, we had a game cancelled against Barton Town. We've got to go to Barton Town near Hull on a Tuesday night, yeah. uh, and it does make it really, really difficult. So, you know, for us in here, and especially I know like AFC and obviously Russell Shybrook, they're, they're desperate to win the league and get into that next step. So they would forget, you know, would forego anything to do that because that's the number one target for the season, and I fully understand that. So would you, Russ, scrap all cups? Apart from the FA Vars and the FA Cup, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean scrap them. I no, just I sort of say saying, scrap, you know, yeah. it's just the point of your priorities for the season. Yeah, and it is. You know, they can get in the way. My priority, obviously, taking over at Shirebrook, minimum playoffs. Mm. Which, if I do have to drop a couple of players midweek in a, in a county cup or a, a league cup, so be it. That that is what I would set out to do, yeah. That's a uh, point, yeah. So, but like I have said earlier, and I'll say again, the two FA Cup competitions are are good for us, but the club one, I want, and 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 everybody that watches your club wants to be at the next step. So if you've got that opportunity, I'm take afraid that. that you've got to take that opportunity. Absolutely, always great to hear the, the thoughts of, of people in local non-league as well. And well done, Tim. That was a good moan this week. Yeah. Yeah, you, you worried it didn't, weren't going to fit I in. Know, but my, my point back would be though this was the quarterfinals in the midweek. You know, the, the clubs that went through are in the, the semi-finals, yeah. one round from Wembley. Mm. I, I suppose it's point they've already won what three games to yeah. get there, haven't they? So you think, well, why then put out a weekend side when you're almost well, there? I think the, I think what the the managers will say when they're setting up, and I think they alluded to it in, in those comments, is that the, the players that he selected had got them there, you know. And you will find that because it's also part of their education and their progression that he has put some, uh, you know, second string players in. But how do they get better if they're not playing in the first team? So Would the you? Carling Cup competition is, or the League Cup is the perfect platform for them to play first team football at that level. Which is a fair point but then why did Man City and Everton put out virtually the first teams? Yeah, but they, they rotate the squads every week because they've got such big squads and they've got such class players that you know they, they can they can lose a, a silver and put someone else in and it's not really affecting them that much especially against you know opposition in a, in a league lower so they, they can they can afford to do that and what is their first team squad at Man City? It's probably 25-30 players at yeah. Hull it might be about 14 or 15 players no, if you're I th- honest. I, th- I think Hull Hull and, Hull and Middlesbrough <laughs> have got big squads to be fair yeah, but how many of those would yeah. you class as every week first team players as yeah. opposed to how many players in the Man City squad you, you would say yes worthy of a first team place yeah. at Man no, City I, 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 I know, know what you're saying yeah but I still think they have got big squads compared to other clubs in the championship <laughs> so they could have, you know, the players have brought in midweek why, why not play them, on sat- you know, play them tomorrow that's why I put you in Studio 2 tonight too. <laughs> your minute moan turns into three minute moan especially when we're running out of time because we've got this to do now which is the Sports Talk Predictor well, we decide whether the big minds of myself and Tim Morris who have watched football for what is it a too, about 80 years, years. <laughs> 80 years between us too know more about football than a random number generator a random number ge- no, 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 random number generator uh, myself and Tim every week uh, we predict the scores of four football matches and unsurprisingly the random number generator is winning uh, 43 uh, points so far 41 41 for myself and Tim uh, three points to get the correct score one point to get the correct outcome uh, last week uh, you and me Tim we got two points each uh, Trevor got one so uh, we are clawing it back to the random
random number generator and let's see what happens this week, shall we? Uh, these are the four games we're going to do. Uh, hello, Trevor. Hello. He's, he's, as always, he always turns up, no problem with that. Uh, let's talk about them first of all then. Game one, uh, we've doing a lot of non-leagues here. Uh, Lois Toft against uh, Alfreton Town tomorrow in the National League. I've gone for a 2-1 win for Alfreton. 2-1 to Lowestoft. Oh, 2-1 to Lowestoft. What do you think, Trevor? 3-3. Right, OK, we'll see what happens with that. Tevisal at home to Grimsby Borough. What do you think, Trev? 4 nil. 4-0. Well, Craig Charlesworth uh, was a bit worried tomorrow. I was thinking we were getting him at the wrong time, but he thinks it's going to be a comfortable win. I think Tevisal win 2-1, Tim. 3-1. 3-1 to Tevisal. Fair enough. Uh, what about South Normanton Athletic against Gedling Miners Welfare, then? What do you think, Tim? 1-1. 1-1. What do you think, Trevor? Nort, nort. Nort, nort. So that's going to be a goalless drive on 3 1 uh, for South Normanton. And finally, we've got Premier League on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, Newcastle against Liverpool. Uh, I did this one before the uh, the game in midweek against Southampton. So I said 3 1 and now uh, regretting that because I think it's going to be more. What do you think, Tim? Well, I'm saying 3 1, but to Liverpool. 3 1 to Liverpool. That's the answer. 3 1 to Liverpool as well. Uh, what do you think, Trevor? Nort. Not three. So we'll see what happens with those uh, next week here on uh, this uh, sports talk on this uh, Friday night. Uh, good evening, Trevor. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. Right. So thanks a lot for coming towards the end of sports talk here on this Friday in this non-league special. Uh, Julian Watts. Good luck tomorrow. Rainworth away at Cleethorpes. Yes, thank you. Going to be a nice tough trip, but I'm sure <laughs> you'll do well. Uh, Russ, you of course got AFC Emily. Keep Ashley Flynn quiet. Don't let him get his 51st goal of the season. You'll be all right. We'll try his best. <laughs> thank you very much. And of course, Rossington, Maine is the venue for AFC Mansfield Andy have a great time Th apologise to Rudy we didn't cut him off he, he cut himself <laughs> off for the first time ever uh, Rudy Funk but good luck tomorrow as well thank you uh, Terry are we sending you anywhere tomorrow Terry are you having a Saturday off it's Saturday off no you're it? not sending me anywhere as far as I know alright we might do in the morning though just to punish you but, right. <laughs> but thanks for coming in Terry and Tim thanks for joining us Studio 2 as well yeah I've enjoyed it yeah I quite enjoy you being in Studio <laughs> 2 I think I might just uh, do that keep, for a while keep, keep you in yeah, there yeah. yeah in fact we'll keep you locked in there until next Friday yeah. <laughs> not a bad idea <laughs> no thanks Thanks, guys, for everybody for coming in tonight. It's been really brilliant and I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Uh, this is me, Jason Harrison. Have a great Friday night. Tomorrow we've got Saturday Sport from 2. We'll keep you up to date with everything that is going on in non-league tomorrow afternoon. There's no stags, but there's plenty of sport. We'll keep you right up to date here on the home of local sport, Mansfield 103.2. From me, Jason Harrison, from everyone involved tonight, have a great night. Good night.